Well, again, good morning, good morning, good morning, everyone, ladies and gentlemen, men and women, truth seekers, prayer warriors, amen, watchmen and women, may they stand on the wall and pray and watch out for the city, amen, thank God this morning that you're there, thank God this morning that you know how to get in contact with God through this venue called prayer, we can talk to God, talk with God, communicate with him, commune with him through the spirit, amen, so we give God praise, Lord, on this morning for what he has done, what he's doing, and what he's going to do. So, Father, as we come this morning in the awesome, incredible, amazing name of our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ, we come this morning with open eyes, open minds, open hearts, open spirits, open lives to you, God. We thank you this morning for the creating of prayer culture for God, prayer call that we can rise early and seek your face and find you as we engage you with all of our heart, our mind, our strength, this morning, God, looking toward the heavens from which cometh our help. This morning, our strength comes down from the Lord. And we thank you this morning for the joy, God, that is shut up in our bones. It's like fire this morning. We thank you that something has already been ignited in us, Lord God. Something stirring in our inner man this morning, Lord God, that's craving and hungry for you and more of your presence, more of your glory, more of your honor this morning. And we release every imagination and thought that tried to crept in this morning and exalt itself above the knowledge of who you are. We order it out this morning. We cast it out this morning and we arrest our thoughts and bring them back into the obedience and the knowledge of Jesus Christ. And we pray today for the help of the Holy Ghost to help us keep our minds stayed on the Lord that we may walk in, live in, operate in, think in, speak in peace this morning that transcends all understanding which garrisons and mouth guard over our hearts and our minds. Thank you for keeping us. Thank you for saving us and we're saved. Thank you for healing us, and we are healed. Therefore, you are still our praise. Oh, we will bless the Lord at all times, and his praise shall continually be in our mouth. We're praying this morning that everything that our breath praise ye the Lord. Oh, God, we just give you glory, honor, and praise that if we don't praise you, if we don't enter your gates, that your people that you created, the sheep and your pastors, then rocks will cry out, Lord God. But, Father, we will lift our voices to the Lord this morning and shout with the voice of triumph this morning because we have the victory, Lord God. You have given us the victory through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We are blood what blood watch this morning, Lord God. Hallelujah, brought by the, the, the power of Almighty God through Jesus Christ, his son, who paid the price, Lord God, and therefore the propitiation of God, our wrongdoing has already been satisfied. So we thank you that Jesus Christ became sin for us, God, who knew no sin, hung on the tree. And because he hung on that tree, we come as the redeemed of the Lord this morning because cursed is everyone that hangs on the tree. But he was our substitutionary lamb that got on that tree and died for the world, shed blood for the world. And God, because of that blood that was shed, we have the remission of our sins, even the ones that have been omitted, even presumptuous sins. God, the ones that we intentionally do, the ones that we intentionally do, God, doesn't matter. He was the sacrifice, God, that made <laughs> a forgiveness of sin possible. And so we pray this morning for the forgiveness of our sins. Lord God, as individuals, as families, Lord God, for the families of the world. Hallelujah, Lord God, for human men. Mankind, mankind, men, women, boys, girls, backsliders, prodigal sons and daughters, we pray for the forgiveness of their sins, our sins, Lord God, in the name of Jesus, for deliverance from the dominion and the power of sin and evil. God, it is blotted out this morning, Lord God. We pray for it in the name. Wash us again in the blood of Jesus. 
Oh, purified God, what can make us whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can wash away our sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. We thank you, Lord God, for the merits of our salvation that was paid for on the cross by Jesus Christ. And we are who we are this morning because of his finished work on the cross. We can believe you for miracle signs and wonders and a demonstration of the spirit and power of God that will operate in our lives this morning, Lord God. So as we look into your perfect law of liberty again this morning and serve of revelations and revealings of what does say the Lord to the church, to the to the people of God, the followers, the believers, the hallelujah, those who love God. You said our eyes have not seen, our ears have not heard, nor has it entered to the heart of those the people that the believers that love God this morning. So Father, we thank you that something new, fresh is going to be revealed to us this morning as we open up your perfect law of liberty and look therein. We are guaranteed if we continue therein, we'll have success and not just success, but James that good success. So we give you praise, Lord, and for good success this morning. Now be with those on this line that's seeking you this morning, God. Put a hedge of protection around them as they go about out and come in. God, be with them throughout the day. Let the Holy Ghost continue to bring back to the remembrance what we have learned, God, things from the beginning, things that were written down for our learning, that we may know how to obey you, serve you, what your commandments are, what it is that you desire of us, God. And we're praying that it extends to all that are out there, Lord God. Hallelujah, Lord God, that this word have access to and they have access to it. Lord God, we praying that you use this venue to go out. Send the word of God out this morning on the wings of the spirit, Lord God. Let it arrive at places where there is need, spiritual need, physical need, and encourage the people, God, in the name of Jesus. We're praying continually for the peace of Jerusalem and into the war and for restoration of the prosperity within her walls, God. We're praying that doors be open and no man can open to get supplies, medical supplies, basic essential needs to those people. We're praying for the release and praying of the hostages, oh God. Things are looking positive, but God, in the name of Jesus, we know that if you open those doors, Lord God, that they're open and no man can close them. And we know that if you close doors, no man can open them. So we make our appeal and petition to you on the behalf of Jerusalem. Peace we declare this morning in the name of Jesus. And we're praying all around the world. We're praying that Ukraine get the necessary support, the 60 billion of military support and aid that they need, God, to continue to fight that enemy, Lord God, that dictator, Lord God, that authoritarian-type style leadership, Lord God, where there's so many atrocities and humanitarian crises that are developing at the end, Lord God, of that tyrant, Lord God. But we're praying. We lift all this up to you, troubles of the world, the issues of life, God, that people are experiencing right now, the poor, the needed, the homeless, the widows, oh God, all out there this morning, God, that are in need, God. We're praying this morning that the Lord, our shepherd, will supply all that is needed, God, according to your riches and glory by Christ Jesus, because you are Jehovah Jireh. As hallelujah, Abraham found out that you are Jehovah Jireh, our provider, and the blessings of Abraham, God, they're ours today, and we don't forget any of your benefits. We're praying, God, in the name of Jesus, that you continue to pour out your spirit on all flesh everywhere, Lord God. Hallelujah. That men and women will repent of their sins and turn away, God, from the lust of the flesh and the lust of our pride of life and turn toward you, God, for salvation. You, God, in repentance, oh God, all that you may save the lost souls this morning. Bring back the backsliders and bless the prodigal sons and daughters with enough common sense to come up out of the pig pens of life and return back to their first love. Now, we call our sons and daughters back into the fold this morning, God. We thank you that the cry goes out 
this wonderful lost souls, our young folks, God. Hallelujah, Lord God, our senior citizens, Lord God, all that are struggling and dealing with life right now, Lord God. We lift them up before you, and we pray, God, for the sick this morning that are among us, oh God, as the elders, oh God, of the church. We cry out, God, in faith this morning that you heal them, heal their disease, heal their sickness, heal their that We're praying that they discover that they, God, that, hallelujah, your grace is sufficient for them, and that they would brother glory this morning, Lord God, that your grace might appear upon them. We lift them all up before you, Brother Hal, Brother Abbott, Jesus McNair, Minister Biggers, Lord God, hallelujah, Pastor Sharon, Pastor Lester, Pastor Eric, Pastor Phoebe, Sister Ethel this morning, Lord, in the name of Jesus, and we give you, Brother Ab, we give you all the praise for the C.D. Davis, God, for their healing this morning, Mother Helen, Lord God, oh God, Mother Gussie, Lord God, in the name of Jesus, and the glory of God, we pray for their divine health and help them get to be upgraded this morning, and Jesus' wonderful name, we pray this morning, Abba Father, we start in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily prayer, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. But thine is your kingdom, the power, and the glory forever and ever, Lord. We thank and praise you this morning, God. Amen and amen. All right, then, we'll praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Again, this is Pastor Lester Sharon Hayes here this morning. Welcome all of you this morning for coming on, getting on early this morning, sacrificing a few early hours to get yourself charged up this morning for the day. And so I want to talk this morning again just, just briefly about, you know, the words of our mouth and the meditation of our heart, you know, things that we believe. You know, we meditate on them, things that we we, we believe we had them, should have them in our hearts that we might not sin against God so that when we open up our mouth, out of the abundance of our mouth because of the wells of salvation in us, that there come a springing forth of some things that we've learned, some things that we've heard about God and we have them in our hearts because there's always going to be a need. Yesterday's gone, today is here, we have need, tomorrow is coming and here yet. But, you know, I learned something about God. He never changed. He is the same God yesterday, today, and forever. The book of Hebrews chapter 13, verse 18, James Bible teaches us that. And we need to keep that in our minds, that God don't change. Our situations and circumstances change all the time. But the word of God never changes. Heaven and earth is even changing. If you think about the landscape, the environment, everything out there is changing. You know, it's like it's dissolving. It's like it's disappearing. It's like man is destroying it on purpose intention. But, you know, God wanted man to replenish the earth. He didn't want him to destroy the earth. Amen. He said he never was going to destroy it again. So who are we to do what God said he wasn't going to do? You know, so we ought to, we, we ought to be trying to respect the environment, become a part of the environment. The environment, man, released the oxygen in it. It, pure, it does a lot of things for us you know, that we need. And if we deplete that, it, it, it destroys the quality of life, you know, and we're praying that we want to be environmentally well, you know, we want to be physically, spiritually, you know, well, financially well. I don't want to be worried about everything being destroyed around me. One day I saw a clump of trees, the next day they don't, and the stumps are out there, you know, they just left it, you know. But I thank God, that's how some folks' lives are. They're living by a stump. You know, they don't want to be a full tree. You know, Bible said we're supposed to be the trees. They're prophesied that we ought to be like the trees, or we are the trees of righteousness. 
and we bear righteous fruit. But, if, but he said, hey, if, if you don't, then, you, you know, the axe is at the root of the tree. You know, and, and that's powerful over there in the book of Matthew, I think the third chapter, verse 11, King James out. And Pastor Sharon to verify that for me because I want to give you the scripture. He said that that, that axe is laying at the, it's at the root of the tree. Why is it at the root of the tree? Because if it ain't bearing good fruit, it's going to be destroyed at the root, cut off at the root. Why? It ain't no good. This is why he told us in the last day, learn about the peril of the fig tree. If it's green, when the season for, for it to be green, and they got no figs on it, that's how people's lives are. We, God don't want us to just be on this earth just existing and not learn anything, not maturing anything, not growing anything. How are we going to reap a replant dirt after its own kind if we just if we just exist? We got to take some dominion over some stuff, you know, and not over each other, but over this beautiful earth that God has given us. And so listen at this scripture now. It says, and in the book of Matthew, the third chapter, verse 10, verse 10, look what it says. And now also the axe is laid unto the root of the tree. We don't see it, but we know it's there. Because he is that act. He's that battle act. He's that act. Get rid of stuff. If, it, if it's not producing, if it's not doing anything, he said it's good for nothing but to be hewn down and thrown into the tree, into the fire, Ooh. to be burned up, thrown under the foot of men. But sometimes people, they don't, they don't like to read this scripture. This is the other part of what could happen to that tree. Get cut down at the roots. And it says, and now, okay, also the axe is laid. Also, that means something else besides just not being fruited, being thrown under the foot of men or hewn down and thrown into the fire. There's also an axe. There's a spiritual axe called Jesus that's at the root of them trees. You know, good for nothing trees. And it says, axe is laid under the root of the trees. Therefore, every tree, every tree, every means all trees, which bringeth not forth good fruit is hewn down and cast into the fire. It's good for nothing but firewood. Indeed, he says, I indeed, now listen to what John said, I indeed baptize you with water. Matthew is making a, a recollection of what John was preaching and teaching. Remember him, the voice in the wilderness saying, Make way for the coming of the Lord with that act. I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance. Yeah. But he that cometh after me is mightier than I, whose shoes I'm not worthy to bear. He shall baptize you with what? The Holy Ghost and with fire, whose fan is in his hand, because he want to keep that fire burning until they consume. The Bible says in the book of Hebrews chapter 12, I want to say verse 31, that he is a consuming fire. And we want to be consumed by that fire. We got a little taste of that on Sunday when Pastor Stephen got there was preaching. You know, we could feel that fire consuming us. That fire that God is the consuming fire that comes on us. It only burns up everything that's not of God. It purifies. The, 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 the analogy there, the language there, is it purifies, it sanctifies. It's supposed to get rid of everything that's not of God. That's why we say don't say something or those words come back. They stick to it. We're snared by them according to the book of Proverbs. Chapter 6, verse 2 of the King James Bible. We're taken by them. So be very, very careful. But you read these verses right here that I'm reading, and and, and, and you know, and, and it says that we ain't bearing no fruit. And how do we bear fruit? We got to plant some seeds. That's right. We're planting seeds when we go minister the word to you. The word is that seed. When you read the book of Mark, the fourth chapter, the latter verses, the 
you know, I understand the thought around verse 40. It talks about the different types of earth out there, and God has given seed to the soil, and the word of God is that seed. First you plant that seed, which is the word, and then there comes an ear. You start to see that little ear pop up, and then you see a full ear of fruit in that in there. You see it in its harvest time. And so this word that we've been getting, planting, we, we can see the fruit. We hear about the miracle. We hear about the good report. We got a good report for Brother Ivan. His, 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 his treatment was completed three or two weeks early, and he's back at his resting place, looking good, you know, talking, eating. But that, that's the handy, that's, that's the miraculous handiwork of God. God does that. But we sow that word of healing. We, we, we put it out there. Amen. So we thank God for, for, for his word this morning. We thank God that we understand that if we don't bear fruit after our own time, then guess what? You know, we're, we're good for nothing, you know, good for nothing but to be hewn down. And I don't want my roots chopped up. I, you know, I got seed and seed seed, you know. I want them to be blessed as many generations as they can because the Lord is going to establish his word in every generation. He said that. He said that. He said, I'm going to establish my covenant in every generation where he's got to have a seedbed. And we are part of the seedbed of this generation. We're not alone. There are other believers out there. He said, I've got 7,000 witnesses that ain't came yet. That means they're on their way. And God can call them up anytime he wants to. He said, when, when you lift up my name in the earth, I will draw them into me. You know? And so, amen. Praise. They're on the way. Thank you, Lord. That harvest is coming. Amen. So I want to just speak this morning uh, again. The words of our mouth and message of our heart are so important because we get snared by them. So let's put the word of God in, in, in our earth and vessels so that they can be treasured, that they cannot be eaten by moth and rust, broken in and stolen by thieves. But we hide it in our hearts that we might not sin against God. And when that word comes in, it brings light. It shines light on every dark place in our life. But sometimes we don't want to be corrected. We don't want to be instructed in righteousness. We don't want to know the right way to do it. We're comfortable. We like the way we, we do things. We like the way the flesh makes us feel. We like appeasing ourselves. We like to be right in our own mind. And sometimes that gets us in trouble, leaning toward our own understanding and not acknowledging God. How can he direct our path? You know, he's only going to do what his words say do. He's not going out of the way of his covenant just because I got some issues with life. You know, he want to bring us into the fold. Even if one of us goes straight, he's going to go get that one sheep. He's going to leave the 99 and go get that one. And that's how we should feel. If we got unsaved family members, pray for them that they'll come in. You know, God will draw them in. Lift up the name of Jesus over them. Call out his name. Lord, you say you'll save my whole household. Begin to declare to your mouth if you believe it. As Joshua did, he saw Moses. He saw how God blessed Moses. But he saw Moses' mistakes too. But then when it was his time, he was launched into leadership. He made a statement. As for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. Yeah. Book of, uh, of Joshua chapter 24, verse 15 of King James Bible. So we have to declare that too. Be it unto us, Lord, like it was with Moses and Joshua. You know, stay in that word, meditate in it, read it, study it, you know, you know, hear it, you know, memorize it. So we have it read a little bit. But I want to talk to you about that this morning. So look at in the book of Psalms, it's in the book of Psalms chapter 19. Uh, I want to look at verse 7 just for a minute this morning, and uh, then we're going to let you go. It says, the law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. We are living witnesses. What you're hearing coming out of us right now, 
whether it be myself, Pastor Sharon, Pastor Eric, Pastor Phoebe, Minister Smith, Minister Biggers, it, it's because of the fruit that's of the word that's in us. We've been at this for a minute. We've been conditioned. We've been renewed. We've been taught. We've been we've learned some things from the very beginning. And we reach the level of maturity. We're not there yet. But God, we know, begun this work in us that you were, this fruit that you're hearing coming out of us. God put this there. And he didn't put it there just for us. He put it, put it there for our seed, our seed, seed. And as many as the Lord our God shall bring across our path. I mean, Pastor and I was talking about this the other day. Every place we've been here in the last couple of weeks, we encountered someone that we was able to minister to. It just happened. And we right away, we told them, well, you know, this is what we prayed. And it was just amazing. We were able to share the word with them. And some of them, you don't know whether they were saved or not. It didn't matter. You know what I'm saying? But we know that a seed was planted. And it was good ground. We acknowledge that. You know? And so we can't just lock ourselves in just want to share the word with people at church or people we know is saved. We should be open for God to use us to share the word with anybody and everybody. You know, don't pick and choose who you're going to share with. When the opportunity presents itself, share it. It don't do no good. It's like love. If you don't pass it on, it don't do nobody no good. Just love yourself and minister to yourself. You know, but God wants, when Jesus prayed in the book of John, chapter 17, he prayed that God would sanctify them original fathers and disciples that were following him with the word. He said, your word is true, you know, in the book of that 17th chapter. The whole chapter is about prayer. But then he said, God, now when you keep them, I want you to sanctify them that they want to minister to the truth with the word too and keep them. And see, that's that generation. That's that future. He was looking for that better life for them in the future. He was praying to the father for them. Now, they didn't know he was doing that, but he knew. And he knew that if he prayed to the Father and asked that, when that truth sanctified him, he knew what they were going to do because he knew I took it to the Father. When we take things to the Father and put him in remembrance of what he said he's going to do, hey, it's bound to happen. We just got to put God in remembrance of the word. So it says the law, is, that's what the law does. The law of the Lord is perfect. Okay, it means it's complete. You don't have to add nothing to it, take nothing from it. You don't have to lend no private interpretation to it. You don't even have to understand it to believe it. The Bible says in the book of Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6 of the King James Bible, anyone who comes to God must first believe that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek after him, you know, and converting the soul. Look at that now, the soul. Everybody want God to fix this, fix that, fix this, fix my relationship, fix my spouse, spouse. We want God to do all these things, okay? But what about the soul? Jesus came to seek and to save that which we love. He came to save the soul. You know why the soul is so important? Beloved, I wish above all things that I would have prospered and be in health, even as your soul prosper. So shall your way prosper, your life prosper. Got to get this soul fixed first. This is what broke the relationship with God because Adam and Eve started thinking different. Why? The serpent came to her and said something that was, it was, it was, it had some truth, but not all truth. He twisted it. And she bit into it. I ain't say she bit the apple and gave it. Well, they didn't mention what kind of food it was. That wasn't the issue. The thing was, they started thinking differently. She started thinking differently 
Because remember what the Lord asked him now when he came back and they tried to hide, cover up? He said, who told you he was naked? He knew right away. Somebody had said something to you. You talk to people sometimes. They said, I was in the doctor's office yesterday in the, in the lab. This brother, I'm like, God bless his soul. Man, he was just going off, mixing this with that and a little bit of this. And, you know, he said, I'm preaching. I'm here preaching. The Bible said it, but never gave one scripture. And then turned on me, and the latest conversation was going. We tell me she said, "Praise the Lord." I said, hey, "Amen." You know, God bless. How you doing, brother? I said, "Get in the bed." I think I battle with the other. He's getting on me. You know, with no scripture, but he's talking about you know the Lord called him to preach. He did, and I'm just sitting there listening, trying to mind my own business and wait my turn to go in the lab. And I'm like, "Oh my God!" And so then the lady turned and said, "You must be a chaplain." I think I had said something about you being in the military. You must be a chaplain. I said, why you say that? And they looked at me, she, they looked at me and said, you kids. He said, he too, he, he too young for what we talk about. That was the brother said. She said, yeah, he, he too young. She said, he probably ain't even 50 years old. Then they got something. No, nah, no, nah, he well under 50. I said, I said, God bless y'all too. Amen. Bless you, brother. Bless you, sister. I said, I retired out of the military 20 years ago. I've been doing 30 years. What? And by the way, man. I start using that word, using that word, using that word, sharing that word. And you had all these people sitting there in the lab. You know, brother got up and when his wife got through it, he left. Man, I was in there telling him, he said, we all, you all got to know, we all children of God. And I started to come back and bless him and say, no, we're not. We all created. But I said, no, I'm not going to do that because this brother, he kind of out there right now. So when he left, and so I said, well, let me say this. We are not all children of God. I said, because light and darkness can't walk together except they agree. I said, and so there are some folks in darkness, they, they have not yet received God. I said, the scripture says in the book of John, first chapter, verse 12, the King James Bible, and, uh, you know, if we receive him, you know, as many as receive him, to them gave he the power to become the children of God. Man, that room lit up. I said, so what he just said is not true. We were all created by God. Mm -hmm. We all belong to God, but not as children, but as creation. Mm -hmm. Creatures created by God in his image of life. But you got to receive them because sin broke that relationship by the first man Adam, but the second man Adam came and restored his back. This is why the scripture is so important. The Lord, the Lord is perfect. Converting the soul. Because, see, that's where the feelings, the emotions, we think ourselves out of blessings sometimes. We overthink stuff instead of just believing. You know, it's perfect. It's complete. The testimonies of the Lord is sure. Making wise the simple. That word simple, I mean, you just got to humble yourself sometimes. You don't have to know everything. You don't even have to understand everything. That'll come as we begin to mature. God will perfect that that concerns us. But we got to know what concerns us first. A perfect law of liberty concerns us. He says in the book of 3 John, uh, chapter 1, verse 2, the king said, God, beloved, I wish above all things that thou would have brought and be in hell, even as your soul prophet. That's what God wished for us. He said, I know, Jeremiah 20, book of Jeremiah, chapter 29, verse 11, the king said, I know my thoughts towards you. They're perfect. They're not evil. But bring you to an expected end that you may have a hope and a future. This is what we're talking about, the future. Building a better life now for a better future then. It's coming. It's bound to happen. 
Amen. And so let me read you this warning out of the book of uh, Isaiah based on what I just said because people get in trouble because of what they say out of their mouth. And what they say out of their mouth has a lot to do with what they think in their heart. You know, the book of Proverbs chapter 23, verse 7, King James Bible, it talks about it, the man thinking that as far as so is he. We got to be concerned about what we put in our heart, something that can bear some fruit. And that's worthy of repentance that, 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 that calls us to continue, you know, to, to, to give back. All right, listen to what this said. This is in the eighth chapter of the book of Isaiah, chapter eight. This is a warning now. This is a deep person, you know. I love major prophets and, and minor prophets, what they had to say, what they foretold, what's happening right now, and what's going to happen in the future. Why? Because we're building a life now for a better future. So we ought to want to know what some of the warnings were, some of the advice, so we can prepare ourselves for it and not get caught by surprise and falling off. Listen to this. And many, I'm in the book of Isaiah chapter 8. I'm starting at verse uh, 15. It says, and many among them shall stumble and fall and be broken and be snared and be taken. Remember now, words of our mouth were taken. Bind up the testimony, but ain't right. Seal the law among my disciples. Okay? Make sure they get it. Seal it in there. Hide it in there. Where seal me, hide it in your heart. Isaiah is warning the people because they're having problems. They're struggling. And they don't believe the word of the prophet. They killed these guys. When God has sent them to warn the people, advise the people, foretell what was going to happen. Well, his word is prophecy. And I will wait upon the Lord. How are we going to renew our strength? That hideth his face from the house of Jacob until God is ready to reveal himself. And I will look for him. Yes, search with all your heart. Behold, I and the children of whom the Lord has given me. Remember what he said, Father, sanctify those you've given me and the ones you're going to give to them that have been given to me. Signs and for wonders in Israel from the Lord of hosts, which dwelleth in Mount Zion, the holy place, the sacred place. And when they shall say unto you, seek unto them that have familiar spirits and unto wizards which peace. So you see, God's word is for both sides of it, saved and unsaved. Okay, those who are who dwell in Zion, those who have familiar spirits. Everybody on this line right now, we have a familiar spirit, but there are other familiar spirits out there too. You know, wizards attract other wizards. Liars attract liars. Truth seekers attract truth seekers. You know, and so we should always understand the difference in the different types of familiar spirits. You have seducing spirits that seduce seducing spirits. So they all kind of like they said, birds of a feather flock together, you know. And so we have to remember, we we have a familiar spirit. We, we all have Christ in common. That's familiar. That's not evil. But there's also good and evil. Some people, they're like Adam and Eve. They let them take it and twist it around. People do that sometimes. Bend the truth out of shape to try to make a point. When you don't need to add nothing to it, just give it pure. You know, speak it in love without compromise. And so look at both sides of it. They're being warned. And that mutter, don't know what they're talking about. They just mutter, babbling a whole lot of stuff. Should not a people seek unto their God? Absolutely. For the living and the dead. Because there's life after death. If we be in Christ and we die, though we be dead, yet shall we live. You know? And he says, to the law and to the testimony, how we overcome. If they speak not according to this word, 
It is because there is no light in them. And they shall pass through it, hardly be scared and hungry, won't be fed. And it shall come to pass that when they shall be hungry, they shall fret themselves and curse their king and their God and look upward. This is what happened. They was out there in the wilderness, man. God sending them manna, sending them quail, every desire, everything they had, Moses, God was sending it. And they weren't satisfied. They said, oh, we wish we were back in Egypt, eating them cucumbers and onions that made around them flesh pots. That was slavery. God done brought you out. He done freed you. Your cry done come up to him. He done answered your prayer. On the way to the promised land, complaining. Your physical life and body was moving towards your future in the promised land, but your mind was still back there dragging them weights, wishing you were back there. Any man who looks back, according to the book of Luke chapter 9, verse 62, the King James Bible, and put your hand to the plow, becomes unfit for the kingdom of God. You know, and curse their king and their God and look upward, looking to God and missing what he's doing. And they shall look unto the earth and behold trouble and darkness, dimness and anguish, and they shall be driven to darkness. And that's in the book of Isaiah chapter 8, verse 15, 23, the King's Bible. That's a warning. What's foretold? It's happening now. People looking to man and still looking to God. But they're still talking about God. They'll throw a scripture out there when they want to vote. They're looking up, you know, but they ain't fixing their eyes on him. Yeah. So, Father, we thank you. We praise you this morning for your word, Lord God. Let the words about my message, my heart, continue to God to be acceptable in your sight, O oh Lord, our firm rock and our, and, our, and our redeemer this morning. We thank you and we praise you this morning that we are the redeemer of the Lord and we say so. Now, Lord, let us have this word in our hearts that we might not sin against you, Lord God. We give you praise, Lord God. Thank you for the warning that you've given us. Thank you for the advice, Lord God. Thank you, Father God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for these familiar spirits that are on the line with us this morning for good. They're, they're for good. We have you in common. Everything we, we, we're about this morning, God, we want to be one voice crying out to you. We want to be unified, God, in our testimony this morning that, God, when we speak, God, we speak as oracles, living oracles of God, living epistles of God, your word in us, God. We thank you for it now. We thank you. We've been warned and advised and made, made to know, God, these things before they happen, these warnings. And so we give you praise, Lord, and honor for us. In Jesus' name, we pray. Thank you for this word. Now seal it in us. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen and amen. All right, then. Well, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. We're finished this morning.